0: Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message, and may God bless you richly through it.
1: Our first scripture lesson is from 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The next reading is from Galatians 5, verses 13 to 14. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The last reading is from John 8, verses 32 to 36. Jesus said, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The sun remains forever. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. We thank God and Jesus for his holy word.
0: Thank you, Donna. Independence Day is a slight misnomer for us. It is certainly independence of our nation from a king whose, whose actions in the eyes of our, our founding fathers and others had become sinful, as is the temptation, the greatest temptation in the world, and I, I saw a f- book thread, I, I should stay off of there anyway. <clears throat> Somebody said, if money is the root of all evil, why do they collect it in church? Well you've got to read the fine print, that gets misquoted all the time. Because two or three places in the New Testament it says money is a root of all kinds of evil. Not the only, and it's very clear in Greek, they got a difference between a and the, and many different kinds of evil. The real temptation, what does money give you if you got enough of it in this world? What's the real temptation? What was the temptation that, got Lucifer thrown out of heaven. Power. Power. And as the expression is not scriptural, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We see that. We've seen that over the millennia in church leadership. We've seen it in civil government over many millennia and certainly years, months, days, weeks. We see, how? Power is a great, great temptation. If you've got it, you want to wield it. It's kind of like having a hammer and looking for a nail. Having an earthly king to Christians as well as an Americans is a bit of an anathema. You know, we call a king Your Majesty. We call the princes Your Highness." What's the short version of a dress for a king or queen, you know? I know we're Americans we are not supposed to know this stuff. Hmm? How do you address short version? One of my friends in the Corps of Engineers was a British royal engineer, and he had actually met the Queen. Mama. You address the Queen as mom. A king? A sire. What do those mean in plain English? Mother or father? A king takes the place of father. Who is to be our spiritual father? Kids nailed it. God. Our king is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose, whose Lord is God, whom we acknowledge as king and have true freedom. Yes, we have freedom from, although we actually inherited British law, if you study law too much, but we didn't inherit that that fatherhood of a king. We're free to choose, as Christians in this nation, the fatherhood of God and choose the language and liturgy in which we do it because one of the things that King did, kings do and did and still do is to dictate whom you'll worship and how. That's why friends of mine are technically part of the Church of England, although they've kind of separated from it. They had to. That's why in many of our Friends of Scandinavian heritage tend to be Lutheran because kings named Lutheran, I know even Jellicoe Covenant is another brand, but tend to be Lutheran. Parts of Germany tend to be all Catholic or all Lutheran to this day. Austria is like that. When I visited Morocco, I learned that they're only 98.5% Muslim and that you risk your life to be one of the other 1.5%, especially in nations near there. Morocco is more tolerant than some of them, but not much. Not much, it's still illegal to become a Christian. So we have that freedom as Americans, and I gathered with a couple of my friends for an online prayer meeting on Flag Day, on June 14th, and mentioned it, and one of my colleagues, and we all agreed very quickly, it's not that we affirm everything our nation has done or is doing but the ideals for which we should be doing them that are represented by the flag of our nation, the freedom we have to choose how we worship and serve God, true freedom. And the scriptures we just heard talk of freedom in a couple of different ways, not from a king or from an overlord nation, but freedom from sin. Because in that day especially, The sense of salvation was new. The sense of restoration to God through God's action was new. If you were a sinner, you were bound to be a sinner, you were cut off from the worshiping community, cut off sometimes from your family, and you were slave to sin, and the only way to try to obey was to obey the law that started with the Old Testament, and it's good for us. God didn't give us the law for his amusement but it was to try to constrain our human nature, fallen since the Garden of Eden. And when I hear people, when I hear someone say, well, everybody's basically good. Experience tells me otherwise. I don't know about your experience, but not everybody is natively good. And many people are good because some kind of law, heavenly or worldly, gives them their shape. God showed us another shape, didn't he? In the life of Jesus Christ. He gives us the blueprint manual, I know I'm talking like an engineer. He gives us the design manual for that shape. But better still, he built that shape and came to earth in that shape as Jesus Christ. With all the love, the healing, the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness, the patience, even the suffering unto death to take on the penalty for the sinfulness that we couldn't shake off by ourselves. And with that taking away of the penalty, with that pardon, when we're pardoned and not put on parole, we have the freedom then to build a new life, a freedom to shape a life in Christ, Knowing that we are pardoned of the sentence, the shape does not have to be in a spiritual orange jumpsuit, marched to meals and locked up at night. We're free. We can choose to shape our lives in the shape of Jesus Christ. With all those attributes returned to God in gratitude, but used in how to love and serve one another and it was already true apparently in Galatia, they needed to be reminded, now don't use that freedom to go back into sin. Don't use that freedom to wield power over one another instead of love with one another. They had to be reminded within 100 years of the origin of the message. Are we any smarter today, really? Okay, a lot more knowledge. Are we smarter? Not not by my opinion, okay? So we have freedom in Christ. And if we've stumbled, if you think they need to add to your rap sheet, that grace and mercy do not have an expiration date, nor can we really trash them. That freedom, that restoration, that salvation in Christ, if we've stumbled and chipped a corner off the block we're building according to plan, he'll help us build it back on. That freedom does not expire. That new life, that salvation is for all eternity in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, very God himself. So when someone says happy Independence Day or happy 4th of July, grin and think about the real freedom, not independent from God, but the real freedom we have in God, even beyond that which we enjoy as Americans. I thank God for that too. But what a much greater gift we have to celebrate in freedom. Because we're Americans, we celebrate a greater freedom freely. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you, please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.